Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Z, we are talking about crazy, 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 crazy. We live in crazy times, a lot of craziness going on. People are struggling, as we've talked about. If you look at depression, you look at anxiety, you look at mental health issues of all kinds, those have been increasing for a while. Since the pandemic, this has gotten worse. And we need to get to the bottom of this because people are exploding. And you take a look. We were just talking about this mass shooting that happened in Maine uh, where uh, someone took out 18 or 22 people. And you made an interesting point that he went and he asked for 15 guns. So who gives him 15 guns? Don't you know what this person is going to do? But when we're in this environment where people are acting crazy, where everyone's a little bit unsettled, maybe things that are crazy don't seem that crazy. We've all bought into this craziness. And of course, it's bad from a social standpoint, but it's also bad for our mental health because we walk around and we feel stressed out and we're on edge. We don't know what's up. We don't know what's down. Uh, We don't know how to discern what is good or bad, what's in our interest or not. And we're prone to snapping. We're prone to just losing it because of all the accumulated stress and the internal conflict. So that's really what this conversation is about. Why are people going crazy? Why are our brains short-circuiting to some extent? And what can we do about this? So some of the trends that we've seen over the years, clearly there's this rise in cell phone usage. We've talked a lot about that. You've got a built-in anxiety device where you're always being hit by alerts, by texts and tweets and messages. And that is the same to the human body and the brain as some real danger. So every time the cell phone goes off, it's telling us threat, threat, threat. So we're constantly on high alert and we're constantly looking out for what's coming next. Then you take that and you add things like social media or the media in general, which is just pumping out hate and divisiveness. They're just saying whatever they can say to push our buttons, to get us riled up, to get us to hate one another, because they don't care. They just want views. They want people to tune in. We saw this with the Fox Dominion uh, voting systems lawsuit. Uh, So going back to the election that we had in 2020, uh, there, uh, if you remember that time, uh, Fox News had all these people on who were talking about how the voting machines were rigged. So the voting machines made by this company called Dominion were going to flip votes from Biden to Trump. And I think there was some communist element in it. So they claimed that this was controlled by Cuba or some some communist party somewhere. And there was no basis in any of this. Uh, so Dominion sued Fox and they said, what the hell? You've destroyed our business. You have no evidence to back this up whatsoever. There's no truth to this. And you've completely ruined our reputation. Now, those are hard suits to win because they're defamation suits and there's general protection under free speech. So it becomes hard to prove that there was intent to actually ruin someone's reputation or there was just a reckless disregard for the truth. But it turns out that behind the scenes, all the Fox executives knew what was going on and they were making comments to each other like, who are these crazy people that we have on? How can they just make these claims? This has no basis in reality. 
But they brought them on anyway because they wanted the views, because these shows were popular. And Dominion ended up winning something like $790 million in this lawsuit, which is unheard of. So it shows the extent to which these networks are willing to say anything and do anything to get people to pay attention. And so that's also riling us up because every day we're being told who we should hate, what we should be upset about, what we should be panicked about. And so that contributes to the stress. And then the third aspect of this Z, which I think is interesting, not only are we being fed hate and constant stress and we're on high alert, but the things we're asked to accept by the mainstream, whether it's the government or it's through the media and a lot of that comes from the government, we're being asked to accept things that just don't intuitively make sense. So they're almost logical contradictions. Uh, We're being told you have to hate one group of people, but not another group of people. But you also have to believe in human rights. Okay, if I believe in human rights and I believe in inequality, why would I hate one group and not another group? It doesn't make sense. Oh, because those people are evil. Why are they evil? Because they're fighting for their survival uh, and they're battling for their autonomy. uh, And uh, we can't have that because it's threatening our democracy. Okay, but if they were attacking us, wouldn't we do the same thing? Well, yeah, but we're not going to talk about it. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. So then you just have to accept this contorted logic and wrap your head around it. Uh, You were talking earlier, Z, about what's going on now uh, with Palestine and how people are trying to defend the bombing of children, uh, which is uh, so if you look at Palestine, half the population is under the age of 18. And with the military activities over there, you're seeing the deaths of a lot of young people. And you have spokespeople or news anchors who are coming out and they need to defend this. They need to put some positive spin and explain why it's okay for these children to lose their lives. Uh, And you end up with just empty statements uh, like right to defend yourself or fighting the terrorists, stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, you're being asked to believe it. And if you don't believe it, then someone's going to cancel you uh, and you're going to get into a lot of trouble, which you don't want. But on the other hand, it becomes very confusing to keep all these contradictory thoughts in your mind. So as we've been talking about, that leads to a lot of stress and a lot of conflict. And eventually the brain short circuits. You don't know what the hell to do. You're just so confused. You don't know what's up, what's down. So you lash out, you go crazy, and that's bad for you. And that's bad for our society. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the stressors, the contradictions, all the things that are tripping up our brain that are putting us in this crazy state Zia, I want your perspective on this. Uh, I gave a general outline. Maybe you can get a little bit deeper. Give us the mechanics. So what actually happens to our brain and to our sanity when we're constantly fed these narratives and we're asked to believe things that, that just aren't true or you know that, that are so contorted that they have nothing to do with our everyday experience? Yeah, Vin, I mean, you covered a lot and, and I'm going to kind of parrot you or def- definitely second the motion what you're saying is that our brain is a computer with certain structural algorithms. There are things in our brain that are predestined based on its design. That design is influenced by all the years of human beings adapting to life on Earth and developing and and evolving into social creatures. we're kind of all the same, even though religion will tell you that there's a superior inferiority groups. And of course, as the religions were colonized, whoever colonized that religion 
or say their group that looks a certain way is better than everybody else. This is standard across the board in all religions, especially in the Abrahamic belief systems, which are kind of the role models for anti-other people, right? Racism, whatever you want to call it. And it has some fun stories in there and all that sort of thing, but let's just be real about it. Whoever writes these books is going to say that their group or their, their, their caste or their race is the greatest and everybody else sucks. And then if you follow those in an orthodox manner to the T, you have to hate somebody. These are all parts or methods of conditioning the brain. So they have that more primitive brain, which is like that of um, just your family pet or whatever that tends to know what's in front of them, right? What is reality? What is real? What is not real? And then from there, we have this higher uh, processing unit sitting above that more primitive part of the brain that's now assessing our memories, assessing situations, experiences. It's clocking all that. And then it's slowly giving you another option, another look at the world than what the primitive brain did, which is just trying to survive and reproduce, right? But that primitive brain is very pure. And in it, it has certain mechanisms that protects you and keeps you in a very uh, clear state of the world you're in so you can be aware, so you can survive, right? So you don't just walk into a den of lions or you go and pet wolves and things like that. And most of us are constantly trying to override the primitive brain, especially people involved in marketing and politics. They don't want you to use your brain. They don't want you to use that. They want to implant onto you or imprint onto you something that benefits them. So humans, like other animals, if you have animals, you've been around, it, don't really like sick animals. Like they don't, we don't want, we want to call the herd. So if there are, are features or aspects about a person that seems like, okay, they can't really survive and they would probably hinder our ability to survive, you tend to not want to be around them. Thus is our natural aversion to people who are sick. What overrides that is our familiar attachments uh, that, that create affection. We have memories we remembered when they were healthy and we have sentimentality and all that stuff. So it overrides that mechanism to avoid the sick. But it, it, it overrides it, but not completely. It doesn't lock it out. That's why you'll get more visitors at the hospital early on during your stay, and then slowly fewer and fewer people come and see you at the hospital if you're in there for a long time, and that's the way it goes. You look at some person with some sort of disability or handicap, and you have disdain, fear, discomfort. Let me get away from this person. Uh, I might get it, right? That's, that's, you're not being rude. You're just succumbing to a more base natural function that actually allowed us to survive um, uh, in nature. Um, you, the smell of rotting flesh is repulsive, repugnant to you. You don't want to eat that stuff. So people have to teach you and condition you that, no, no, this is the latest uh, trendy food to eat, uh, stinky rotted uh, meat salad or whatever uh, uh, fish thing or something that everything in your body is telling you from a, uh, thousands of years of evolution that this is rotting something, rotting flesh. Don't put death in your body, right? 
but we have to override that. And other things, uh, you want to go bungee jumping, you want to go do something that is dangerous, you want to run up to random wild animals that people have and you want to stick your hand in their mouth. Everybody's walking with these dogs, people just run up to the dog and they want to stick their hand in the dog's mouth. So they're overriding a natural instinct to say, now let me check it out. That's some kind of damn wolf. Um, we're both predators. Um, I could easily be their meal that night. So I'm, I'm going to really just keep an eye on this thing. Now, if it shows some friendly traits or whatever, maybe there's some mutual benefit to me interacting with it. That's your natural instinct. The other part, the override comes in when it tells you don't listen to that. But every time you override something, one of those programmings in your brain, you have kind of a glitch. It's kind of a forced start, a forced movement. And that creates a lot of neurotoxins such as adenosine. There's a few others that are very, um, um, very toxic to the brain and the brain function. So you start to kind of slip into insanity. We slip into derangement. And remember dementia is kind of like being out of sync with the dimension of life you're living in. Think about dementia as that. There are many layers of life and those layers, if they match, we call that everyday living, right? When they're out of sync, when your time and space, dimensional consciousness out of sync, that's called dementia. So you start seeing things, hearing things, your senses are out of sync and you cannot function anymore on this dimension. So whenever you do that override, you get closer and closer to dementia. And as you see when these shootings are happening, well, the, the, there's going to be more mass shootings because as we all slip into insanity and derangement, very um, egregious behavior seems not as egregious. It's, it, it actually seems normal. A lot of these, as you see, escalating violence with road rage. Now everybody's getting out with guns, shooting everybody over whoever cut across a lane or something. And this is a inevitable consequence of unchecked, unserved mental health illnesses. They're getting away from us. When we see sick and ill people and we try to make it look like it's okay. Look what this company, Victoria's Secrets, went through. So they had a whole campaign to have uh, grossly obese uh, models uh, displaying a lingerie, right? Well, they didn't sell. They had the hugest losses ever putting on this uh, uh, body negative camp, body positive campaign, which is health negative campaign. And someone told them that, hey, let's do this. Let's open the market to um, uh, very uh, grossly obese people so they can wear lingerie. Well, it doesn't take a rocket science for you. That doesn't work. But if you were a, a zoologist, you would understand why it works. No matter what words or what labels you put on it, humans without being conditioned and reprogrammed, are not attracted to unhealthiness, even if they're unhealthy, right? 
And we don't even know we're doing it because we want to, we want to like everybody, we want to be socially politically correct. We want to not get canceled. We want all these things. But the reality of it is you will not find that attractive. They can't make you find that attractive. You can pretend or you can subdue something. But once you have overridden that mechanism in your brain, then now you you're, are demented. You are a demented person. The same way with um, the, the popularity of hor these horrific junk foods, certain behaviors, um, certain attitudes that we've, we've adapted where you can't talk straight to each other, you can't have conversations, you have to really field out who you're around and who you're talking to so you can accommodate and placate everyone in the room. You have 20 people in the room and you have to adjust to every 20... Uh, 20 people so that you don't offend anybody. So, so much energy of your life is spending being non-offensive that not only are you non-offensive, but you become non-existent um, because you have no opinion, nothing to offer anything. And there are people hovering around waiting to be offended so they can have relevance. Now you're adjusting that. So now here's more shifts in the brain. Here's more dysfunction in the brain. Here's more neurosynoptic overload in the brain, more release, release of neurochemistry that is going to have an adverse effect on your brain, degenerate your brain. So that's why then now we're living in a time where those of us who are opting out, we need to really step it up and be okay with that. Stay out of the news, right? And, and Or I should say this, listen to the news, but listen to it in such a way that you know they're lying. And then you want to cipher through it, maybe as a hobby, maybe it's fun. I do it as a hobby. I cipher through it and say, what are they really selling? What are they really selling me? And you'll see that both the far right, far left, middle left, middle right, all the news is the same. This person's good, that person's bad. No real dialogue, no real take a look at history, no real um, background or deep investigation. They just come up with these absolutes. These are good guys. These are bad guys. And we saw how that plays out every day. Well, with the Ukraine thing, they're, they're at the Canadian Parliament cheering a Nazi. We talked about that last time. Then you see in uh, the situation in Palestine, horrible, crazy. Um, but also they have the opportunity in Palestine to discriminate against Palestinians from certain parts of the world. So if you apparently, if you're a dark-skinned Palestinian, they call you slave, they mistreat you. And I, I always wonder when you see things like this, like with Ukraine, you're getting your ass bombed off, or supposedly, and you have time to abuse the black, Asian, and uh, Iranian students who are in your country. How do you find time to hate people while you're trying to duck a bomb? So this is how deeply uh, entrenched people are into these kind of failed belief systems. And then you also see that as we listen to this stuff, they're selling you an angle. Um, I, don't have a, I don't have a dog in this fight because neither one of these sides likes people like me. I've said that. The Israelis were given nuclear bombs to South Africa and weapons to South Africa when apartheid was being dismantled and they called anybody who fought against apartheid a terrorist. Nelson Mandela was considered a terrorist in Israel to the day he died. So I can't be on your side. 
Palestinians support Arab slave trade, but that can't be on your side. So I'm just an observer. I'm just going to sit on the hill and eat popcorn and, and just see what's going on. And um, because I got to look after what's in, in, in the best interest of myself and my community and my family. And if these people hate, hate me, they hate each other, uh, look, I'm going to just stay out of their way and not. But I think on a universal level, you do ask yourself, um, what, 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 what's going on in your head when uh, a child that lives on one side of the fence has less value than a child living on the other side of the fence? Well, I'm not going to try and answer that question. Um, it's easy to do the assessment. We care about who we know. When, once you label yourself a certain thing, then you care about that group. And it's almost impossible for you to think about anything else in the same context. That's just the capacity of a human brain and the threshold of our compassion, right? We don't really care um, about too much. We care about what we can handle. So, but also, if you can do that, we want to do things that preserve ourselves and prevent us from falling down that path of dementia. There is mass mental health issues globally. It was more in the Western countries and, or in the West, I should say, in America and Europe, Canada. Now it's everywhere. There's a, they're questioning their mental health of the general public. That means there's a lot of crazy people walking around. And we need to look at what triggers the crazy. And I talked about some of it. Triggering the crazy is pretty easy. Deny reality. In order for you to do that, you have to damage your brain. So when you got these friends that are on thrill seekers, they just want to go bungee jumping off a bridge or something like that, they have a mental health issue. To the what degree, I don't know, but they, that, that is not something the brain wants you to do. Um, and the more you do it, the more you'll probably need to do it. And the more you do it and the closer to death you get, the more welcoming of death you are. I've seen that with, with these uh, thrill seekers. So with, with those who are opting out, we educate ourselves and be very careful of the narratives we've been fed. It isn't pro or against anybody. They said, well, this is a major humanitarian crisis. Let's say if you use that argument, Vin, it's a major humanitarian crisis what's going on in Gaza. What makes it a humanitarian crisis? What exactly makes it that? Is it the numbers? Is it the circumstances? Is it the how they're getting killed? What about the atrocities that were committed against Jews and they use the same language now that Jews are using in Israel towards Palestinian? The exact same language is being used. So does it depend on who says it? Does it depend on what is said? And so let's just think about that so we can be sane. And then when you talk about humanitarian crisis, try and understand their meaning. Are they meaning all humans? Or just those humans that are in the news cycle? Because if it's all humans, <clears throat> I think the largest humanitarian crisis right now is probably going uh, on in my home, the, back in the DRC, where through the mining and all that, uh, thousands of people are dying a day in these kind of uh, local issues with mining. But it isn't in the news. It hasn't. I don't think it's gotten a minute of news coverage. Most people don't know about it. So if, you're, if it's a humanitarian crisis, find out what that means. Find out what that means. If people talk about babies getting their head cuts off, 
and everybody's could be concerned because babies are getting their head cut off. I don't know. What about if it's another baby from another area? What if it's an African baby? What if it's uh, you know, a Palestinian baby? What if, uh, should we be enraged? And if you, you see the mental gymnastics we're trying to go through to just fix that and figure that out, those mental gymnastics are damaging to your brain. So let us be healthy and well. And if we don't know what to do, have no opinion, get the hell out of there. You follow me, Ben? Yeah, it's interesting, Z. When you're talking about this overriding of reality, anytime we do it, it just creates problems. And it creates problems when we're talking about social or political issues as we have been. It also creates problems at a personal level. So there could be things that are just purely personal where we're trying to deny reality and we go through all these mental gymnastics. And I see it a lot in people who are facing problems. It could be a relationship problem. It could be a work problem, a self-esteem issue. And you want to do what you're saying. I mean, you take that Victoria's Secret example. It's a perfect example that people don't want to be around sick people, but then you're advertising sick people and you're telling everyone that you've got to endorse this and you've got to come and join the party, but no one wants to. But then if you don't, you're considered some immoral person. And then you start questioning yourself. And so you get tied up in all these mental gymnastics and you're like, okay, am I a bad person? I really shouldn't think this way. I shouldn't have these thoughts. And you start censoring yourself. And that quickly leads you to a path of insanity. I see it in relationships where you're going along with a situation that you know is damaging, but you come up with some excuse for it. So your partner maybe has some issue uh, that they don't want to be with you, but you have to rationalize that. Or they've got some debilitating issue, they've got an addiction, but suddenly you've convinced yourself that you've got to be their savior. And it just leads to torment, it leads to pain. It's almost like this internal hell that you create. And the worst part about it is that it's all inside, so you can't even escape it. You know, at least if you're in jail, there's some hope that you can get out, you can break free. But if you created this prison in your mind where you're forcing yourself into very unnatural positions, how do you get out of that? How do you escape these demons and these inconsistencies that you're trying to defend? So it's a big issue. Uh, there are just all these ideas that are coming to me as we're talking. There's this guy, John McWhorter, who writes a lot about race and society. And he talks about word choice quite a bit. He re- he wrote this article, which I thought was very interesting. And he's you could characterize him as anti-woke. So I think he pushes back against the more progressive elements of society. And this idea that we have to refer to people using the right terms. So we got to call people Latinx, or we can't say you're disabled. We have to say you're differently abled, or we can't say you're homeless. I don't even know what the term is. Uh, Do you remember what it is? Like what we're supposed to call homeless people now? I think hobos. (laughs) No, man, you're going to get arrested. You can't say things like that. Roving insane, RIs. Yeah, it's like home deprived. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's this attempt to basically wash over reality campers? with more urban campers. Yeah, urban campers. I like. I think that could actually catch on. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe we'll submit that. 
But it's this idea where you can just change the label on something and get away from the reality. And his point was that it works the other way around. It's not that words change the reality, it's that reality changes the words. So what ends up happening is that you call someone handicapped or, and then you can't use that term anymore. So then you move to disabled. And disabled is fine for a while, but then it's got the same negative connotations as handicapped because it's referring to the same damn thing. And so then you have to go to differently abled, but you can't rewrite that underlying reality. And each time you try and do that, you expend a tremendous amount of effort and energy and you go through these mental gymnastics and it becomes horrible. And then as you're saying, Z, you get into the news cycle and you're responding to this. I mean, it's almost like you're being assaulted continuously with these arguments and you listen to this stuff and in your mind, you're trying to figure out, okay, is this right? Is this not? How should I react? How should I feel? Uh, maybe I shouldn't feel the way that I feel. So I, I don't actually have compassion for people that I know nothing about, that have nothing to do with me day to day, but everyone's telling me that I've got to take a stand. So maybe I should, but if I don't really feel it, does that mean I'm a bad person? Maybe I should go and see my my therapist and work these issues out because I'm not compassionate enough. And you're just ignoring the reality that there's a finite amount of compassion. There's that bandwidth that we talk about uh, where you care about your immediate circumstances, you care about the people in your circle. And beyond that, yeah, stuff is sad, but sad stuff goes on every single day. So we can't spend our lives focused on every single tragedy. We would just drive ourselves insane. But this constant attempt, I mean, it's weird. I think the tendency has always been there. But something about the media today and the the dominance of these official narratives and how all opposition is shouted down, it almost forces you into a position, unless, as you're saying, Z, you're very aware of the dynamic. So if you're aware of the dynamic, you can step out of it and say, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to participate. Uh, maybe I do have to watch what I say because I don't want people to beat me down. I don't want to lose my job. But at least mentally, I don't have to go along with it. I don't have to try and rationalize it. I can watch it more from an amused standpoint. Like, this is ridiculous. You got different people trying to sell different things. They're saying whatever it takes to make their case. None of it holds together. I don't have to go in and try and make sense of all this nonsense. I don't have to wade through this swamp. I can just let it go, let it pass me by. And if I can do that effectively, I can be in that state where, yeah, I can't necessarily escape it because... That's just the society we're in. People are trying to sell us things. People are trying to convince us that A is actually B and 2 plus 2 is is 16 or something like that. But we can listen to it without responding to it, without wasting any time or energy. And then we become a lot more fluid. I mean, we free up. Think about all of that brain power, all that mental capacity that we would free up just not dealing with this bullshit. You drop all that bullshit and suddenly you've got some peace of mind. You can focus on things that are important to you. You can focus on things that restore your sanity. So you can focus on the relationships, on the creativity, on the self-improvement, on your workout program, the things that bring you peace and contentment and actually advance you and move you forward versus getting dragged down into something which is destroying you. I mean, as we're talking about, it's it's almost destroying the very neurons in your brain. So that, that's how I think about it, Z. I mean, I, I think I've probably echoed everything that you've said. Um, but it's just interesting because this is a strong trend. I mean, this is a train or a, I guess a freight train is just picking up speed. And it's almost like with every passing year, the pressure gets more and more and more. 
which maybe means that we just have to be that much more vigilant. You know, we have to check ourselves and make sure that we're stepping out of this insanity. Yeah, Vin, you're absolutely right. And, and I want all of our folks, again, opt out. We got to really look at opt out options, um, uh, moving away from densely populated areas, um, sourcing your food properly, um, taking in the right information, processing, learning good ways of not only processing the food for your body, but the food for your brain, learning healthy skill sets, habits and behaviors that ward off disease and keeps you healthy and well. Um, uh, what to do when, you, when, you, when you're not feeling well, be it mentally or physically, uh, seeking out practical remedy and following that up. And then that in itself, doing those same gestures, sets you far and above most people. And that's a scary thing, that the few people in the world that are doing basically good work are in a field of, a crowd of insane people around you. Um, and so you're going to feel more isolated, but you're going to be healthy. And there's a community of people that are, there are more and more communities of people opting out. And the prompts are right there in front of you. If you listen to what's going on out in the world, a lot of it is illusionary. They're making things up. A lot of these things that your people are overly concerned with have nothing to do with you. Unless, of course, you're a defense contractor or something, you can make more investments because the more they rattle uh, the swords and beat the drums of war, the more money they're going to make from the defense companies, which is the only person or persons or group that benefits from human conflict are, is the defense company. That's the only people because they make all the bullets, they make all the barrels, all the guns are made by them. So that's the only benefit of war. It's not about Jews and Palestinians and what they're telling you. There's a basic formula. You colonize anybody, they fight back. If the world supports, it depends on who the world supports, you're going to have a villain and a, 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 a victim. And it's just going to write out like that. And you're going to, those who opt out, check your familiar bias. If you hear something and you have a knee-jerk response to it because you believe it to be your side or your people, one way or another, really check it. Do you agree with everything? Different people who affiliate or wear the same t-shirt as you, they're on the same team as you. Do you believe everything and you're willing to fall on the sword for that belief? Probably not. So give yourself a break and join Team Opt Out. Join us like Dharma Health Institute, Dharma Media. We're looking at solutions, physical solutions, health-wise, emotional solutions, psychologically, financial solutions. What are new models of generating income, making money, and doing commerce outside of this chaotic world? Where can we all maybe get some land together, raise your own food? And again, I'm not a big-time survivalist. I'm a low-level low survivalist, okay? But I agree with a lot of the ethos of these movements is that who do you really trust to make good decisions about your life? The Democrats or the Republicans? Which politicians have met your standard of liking where you trust them everything they say? And if you pick one or the other, I would challenge anybody to look at the last 50-year history of the United States government the treaties broken, the lies told, right? 
the cronyism, the nepotism, um, the chaos they created in order to enrich themselves. Is that what, I, I don't think any of us want that. Most of us just want to be left alone. You live in a state like California, they are legislating all manner of things. They get in every aspect. I think they're, 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 they're managing weed blowers now. Every aspect of your life. You follow me, Vin? Yeah, I think the way you put it, people want to be left alone. I don't know if everyone wants to be left alone, but certainly our community, you want to be left alone. You just want to live your life. You just want to enjoy the time that you have. And it's incredible because I would also encourage our audience, pay attention to the moments when you do have that peace of mind. Whenever it is, I mean, maybe it's a morning and there's just calm and silence and you see a sunrise or you're spending time with people that you love and the worries of the world fade away. It's an incredible feeling. It's a feeling of peace and contentment and just feeling good being here. And Z, people talk about that when they get close to death and when they've seen the other side but they don't die and they come back and they just describe this incredible feeling of peace. That's what they talk about, just feeling peaceful. You don't have worries, you don't have troubles, and it's the most incredible feeling in the world. And on this plane, we're not going to achieve that ideal. I mean, just the nature of life, we have problems, we have issues to deal with, but let's not put anything more on the plate. I mean, let's clear out as much of this junk as possible, focus on what's important. And the rest of the time, just enjoy our time here. And, and it's a short time here. And that's what I want us to remind. Our lives are shorter than we think. Again, not to be a gloom and doom or anything like that, but to say, let's, let's really enjoy it. We spent some time on the beach um, this past weekend. A bunch of people came out. My son's in town. It was his birthday. He brought my granddaughter and his wife. They're, they're traveling. Uh, they came through. They hadn't been here for a while, a few years. And just to see them and be with them, and then, and then the people that came to visit who've been knowing him for 30 years of his life, a lot of my students and clients who watched him grow up, and his response to them was they appeared the same to him, though it had been 25, 30 years for many of the people. The affection, the memories of his childhood were all there. He said, man, it was like yesterday. And that 30 years went by so fast. Let's remember that. And that's why in the time that we have, let's do as much as we can to have a good life and opt out. And remember that a lot of the stuff going on that you hear about in the world has nothing to do with you. And if you're gonna be really sincere and honest, do what you can for those nearest to you and let that spread the world like uh, the Kofifi did. Let it be viral. Let kindness within your own range become contagious. Try to do your best to not be a part of any group or affiliation. What do they call now when people want to be called different things, the, uh, the pronoun movement? Why don't you just not have a lot of labels? Let's simplify. What if we don't wear our religion, our patriotism, and all that on our sleeves or a big flag on our pickup truck? How about just be the best human being you can be? in the quiet of your own heart and realize that those who are, who desire the destruction of the world, that's their business. They're in the business of doing that. These are profiteers. The, the people that are 
presented as these great heroes of humanity, they are trying to profit. And in the process of them profiting, extraordinary profiting off the world, they'll destroy the world. They will destroy the world. And they may be on somebody you like. They may be somebody you don't even know or you imagine yourselves to know. Mining for electric car batteries is creating a economic and ecological and a social disaster in most parts of the world. And then while we're virtue signaling and telling about how green we are, we're actually destroying the green. So just don't put on any labels. If you're religious, maybe look up the tenets of your religion and see if you're even following those things. Are you behaving in such a manner? So if you say you're a certain religion, all of a sudden you become a diplomat of that religion. Your religion is doing horrible stuff. Are you willing to say it? Any of these religions. That's all I'm saying. So when you start to opt out, you want to clear your head. And in order to opt out and take that journey into the wilderness, you have to be sane. You do not let a demented person run wild in the woods. Right? You hear your stories all the time. Some crazy person was lost on a picnic. Right? You don't want to be lost on the picnic. You want to have your faculties together. Know what's real. Know what's not real. Seek the truth in things. Not the truth you want to hear, but the truth there is. Rid yourself of false narratives. You can age healthy. You can overcome diseases. You can fight, but you are not entitled to the outcome of things that you did not work towards. And even the things you work towards, you may not fully get that, but that's another story. What I want to say more than anything is strive for the things that you want in life. Keep those wants and desires simple. Healthy family, loving family and friends, decent shelter. It's real simple, real simple. And then you'll be healthy and well. Right, Vin? Yeah, I think that's right. And I think it's important to have that clarity because there's so many distractions now. There's so many things that are competing for our attention that are designed to suck us in and push our buttons and waste our time. That one of the ways out of this is to have that focus. I mean, we need more focus and more discipline than ever, which is ironic because uh, people are losing that. You know, we're fighting this battle against constant streams of content against a media which just wants us hyped up all the time, against whatever stimulus we see, you're in big cities and there's always some craziness going on. So we're fighting that battle. It's getting harder and harder to maintain that focus. But having those ideals, maybe just reminding ourselves of what's important to us, what we care about, uh, to me, that's really what can serve as our North Star and pull us out a lot of, sorry, pull us out of a lot of this this morass that uh, that I feel it's it's very easy to get stuck into. You're so right, and I, I think I want to close with just a quick, like, um, shared thought. You know, my wife and I have been in a, in a good run. We've been really getting along well. Uh, I think I slipped her some hormones or, or got her in therapy, something like that. So things are going well. And we were talking the other day, and we, I said, if you think about life like you think about the doomsday clock, right? You know that thing called the doomsday clock, and it looks at wars, it looks at everything, it tells how close we are to nuclear annihilation of each other based on things going on in the world. What if every family had their version of the doomsday clock, and then you just do your checklist to see if the clock is moving forward or backwards? 
So you always want it to move back to a place where it's just uh, everything is wonderful. And you start eliminating things that are problematic. Or you get down to the one thing that might be the only problem. The only problem I have is money. I don't have health issues, emotional issues, kid issues. We actually have a pretty good situation. Um, yeah, I could use more money. That's it. So I don't have, I don't have infinite problems. I don't have one crisis after another. I don't have one Kathy. We want to develop a media company. We run a small business and we have all the challenges of that, but we can eliminate other things. And that's what I tell everybody. Eliminate collateral issues so you can face the one issue. So if health is your one issue, make sure you don't have personal issues. You don't have family issues. You don't have, you just have one issue. Then you can, then you can, fight that battle. You have one front and it's easier to develop a strategy to achieve your, your, your victories in that battle space, right? So you can focus. So you assess your life and you say, what's our doomsday clock look like? Is everything okay? And you'd be surprised if you did that, you, how good your life really is. You don't have a thousand problems, a hundred problems. Maybe you just have one or two problems and they're, the, the, the ability to remedy those are pretty much within sight. You got health issues. You know what to do, right? You focus on that. Get well. And here's what I need you to do. Get well. You're not worried about a thousand other things. You have domestic issues. Hey, my, my spouse and I are not getting along, but maybe the finances are okay or what, the kids are okay. Then you can just work on that. But what if that one thing drags everything down with it? which often happens. So unless you can really clear your head, be sane, not insane, so you can whittle it down to just basic things we need to do. Hey, maybe your family has a plan to move out and opt out. You know, I'm gonna listen to Z, we're gonna opt out, we're gonna go somewhere where it's cheaper to live and there are fewer people per square mile and we have a little bit of normalcy. We can live like human beings but it's gonna take us three to five years to save the money. That's all your only problem. That's all you gotta focus on. Real simple. You got a bunch of other issues. But if you're insane, you dabble in every problem to the point where it's overwhelming. Do you feel overwhelmed? I'm just overwhelmed. And sometimes being overwhelmed is one problem that has spilled over into every aspect of your life. So let's, uh, let's set up our own doomsday clock. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. AZ, I'm just going to share one final story, which you reminded me of. Go for it. There's this movie, Get Him to the Greek, uh, with Russell Brand and Jonah Hill. And there's this one scene where they're sitting together and Jonah Hill is all nervous about getting Russell Brand, who's a superstar, uh, to the theater on time. And Russell Brand says, you know, you're all over the place. You're anxious. You're worried about your job. You're worried about getting fired. You're worried about your career. You're worried about your girlfriend and what she thinks about you. You're worried about your health. It's too much. Look at me. I've only got one problem. I'm worried about drugs. <laughs> Where do I get drugs? <laughs> that's it. It's simple. And that's so we're not recommending like, doing perfect. drugs, but find find that drug. Find the thing that's actually important that you got to solve and forget about the rest. Let's all do that. And then we can talk about that thing. We can focus. We can micromanage the one issue. We can't do that with 20 issues.
that's great, Vin. So that's good, man. Let's talk real soon. Um, that's it. Wrap it up. We wrapped it up, huh, Caitlin? If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.